0: Cameron and Sarah just to quickly come on up guys And you guys have been in church forever and you come both come from solid Christian families I've met both your families and uh, Cameron, uh, Sarah you've been here with five children you've been here for about six, six, seven, eight weeks and um, I'll, I'll just give you that and um, you're flying planes not for a hobby but for a living and um, and we did some life together last night in the Wadikins high up on the mountains. I believe you believe in the same stuff as we do that, you know, I guess the priesthood of believers, but um, the authority of the believer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's uh, important that men know who they are in Christ and the authority they have in Christ. And
0: but this power encounter, you stood up apparently.
1: Oh, yeah, we, uh, we, once we left the village, it hadn't rained that... for the whole week. And when we left, it started raining. And, really? they had to, and we're supposed to have two cars turn up to take us back. And there was like 10 of us, there's only one. So we all piled into this four-wheel drive on the back of the ute and left, had to leave, left all the baggage behind. Right. And we just, because we had to get to flight the next morning, we had no option, so we had to leave. And uh, we drove up this mountain. We got to this mountain. We had to drive this mountain. It was, you know, it was about 5 you k know, up this mountain. It was just dirt road. And when it rains, it just turns to clay. The tiles were bald on the four-wheel drive. Oh, it was not yeah. going anywhere. We spent three hours pushing that four-wheel drive up a muddy track. Um, so, uh, we're in the rain. The girls were in the cabin, of course. Love we're that. in the rain. We're style. outside. The boys were pushing this four-wheel drive, putting branches underneath it, and yeah, we were getting yeah. covered in mud and wet and yeah, soaking yeah, wet. Yeah, and yeah. we pushed it for three hours, got up the hill, and uh, we got back to the mission base yeah. where they have over there it looks like a Bible college. And uh, we all there we were all wet and cold, and all the girls are right, they were warm and dry, but we were all wet and cold. And man, you know, we took it for the team and. And we got there and they gave us some towels and, and some of the girls in the um, Bible college managed to throw a few uh, clothes around. So, you know, it was, uh, it was just a bit, uh, a bit, uh, yeah, all over the place. But when we got there, we all went to bed eventually in these uh, bunks. And that night we uh, all woke up about one o'clock in the morning after being asleep for about two hours and there right. was uh, something going on in the spirit. Yeah, You know, everyone woke up like that. Wow. You know, everyone was tired. They'd, they'd been
0: that's very, right, everyone woke up. Pretty, that uh, happened for us, my family in Fiji. Yeah, it was On like, an island, on, a, on another island, a little, little island, yeah.
1: And it was like a... It was unusual, but that's that spiritual stuff is sometimes unusual. You, you don't always understand in the physical what's going on, but you know, something's going with spirit, you can feel it yeah. here. And everyone woke up, they were wide awake. They were like, uh, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, like, what's going on? We're all fatigued and tired, but we're all... Wide awake, you know. So yeah. we all, everyone was just sort of, everyone just sort of got out of their beds and started wandering around camp. You know, me and mate just got out. We went for a walk, and there's other people going for a walk. And like, what's going on? are getting the same thing as we are. Yeah, And everyone was sort of going, oh, they having the same experience. So we said, oh, okay, let's get everyone out of bed. Right. Let's go and pray. Yeah. So we got everyone out of bed, and um, and actually, just before this happened, you know, we were as we were going to bed, a storm came from nowhere. And like, I'm I'm a reasonably meteorologically you know, in-tune guy, because been right. a pilot, you know, you've always seen where storms come from, how they develop and which way they move and how they flow. And this thing came out of nowhere, I swear. Like, I don't even see it coming. Yeah. And, I, and I normally am quite, you know, I, if yeah. I like storms come, I know it's coming in half an hour before yeah. it's get there, you know. Yeah. This thing came out of nowhere. And we always t-
0: get one of those trying to take out our carols. <laughs> every, every time we, it's beautiful weather, and then we put the carols on for the community, and then the storms come. I don't Nobody know.
1: i to do a bit of prayer before that before that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And the storm came out
1: and blew half the church,
0: facade off the church.
1: Wow. Like a wind just came and went, bang, smack, and then it went. It was, it was over in 10 minutes. Sure. It was just bizarre. It was, it was quite unusual yeah, even yeah. for me. You know, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen every kind of storm you can probably imagine, I think, in flying over the last 15 years. Right, oh, my and, uh, and then it went. And then we went to bed and this happened. And so we all woke up, got around and prayed. And we were praying there for half an hour and... And I'm feeling in my spirit, you know. There's there's a battle going on somewhere. You know, there's a battle going on in the spirit, and we're fighting. And we're saying, you know, we're gonna, we're not gonna let this thing defeat us. You know, and uh, and me being quite a, um, I suppose a militant Christian uh, prayer, I suppose. I I just felt the spirit rise up with me, and I said, right, that's it. I'm gonna throw some action into my prayer, and I just got out of my uh, off my feet, and I just started running. I ran right. outside that that building i ran around the back and the I ran around, around the dark it was yeah. a dark night you know yeah. there's strange country and i ran back again and actually there's a time there uh, you know i was not as i tripped over but i got back <laughs> up and I, I it was dark i couldn't see where i was going i went in the back and, and i faced the bush out behind this place and i just started blowing it i said no you know, I take authority over you. We resist you in the name of Jesus. You you can get out of here. You know, yeah. I'm coming after you. I'm, I'm, not, you know, I'm coming after you, you yeah, know. Jesus yeah, yeah. has a sword of the spirit. I'm going to get you, you know. Yeah, yeah, And, the, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and after that, we, I walked back around after about five minutes praying like that. We walked back in and everyone's sort of looking at each other and looking at me. And what did you just do that for, you <laughs> weirdo? And, and, but they said after that, this this the, the atmosphere changed. Changed. It, it broke, you know. Yeah, and and right. everyone was able to go back to sleep. And, right. And I was talking to the pastor... Uh, about a month ago, <laughs> and he said to his uh, his youth who we took over there, still talk about that yeah, right. about that man who ran around the church. <laughs> yeah, but that, it's good. Right. It's good to be a man. It's good yeah. to be uh,
0: good to fight. Yeah, that's yeah. going to help my my preaching. The the game plan is uh, for God's um, for, for for God's kingdom and purpose is that that none should perish, and. Um, And I I, I want to talk about a little bit about how that can be done, how that can got done, and um, and then of course uh, I will throw you some scriptures. You ready for that? You got your Bibles? You got your Bibles and take some notes. And um, I want to prove to you a little bit about how this can be done. Andrew, you did so well. Royal generosity, Uh, that is fantastic. Wise men give. Wise men pray too. I love that. Can our cities be run, won for Christ? Who believes that? And, and uh, does prayer evangelism work? That's another question. And is there a battle in the heavenlies? Wow, that was such a great uh, real-life story that we've actually... And Brian Houston, he's actually over in Bogota, Colombia, and, um, and he says, in his Twitter, he says, there's such an open heaven... Um, that man, I wish you were here. This is you've got to experience this. And we know in Bogota they've prayed a lot, there's a united front there of the churches praying. And um, yeah, I, I think it's still the game plan we need to follow. Who's with me on that? I think we all need to be praying, all the churches need to be praying. And um, I think we definitely need to do that. Let's look at 2 Peter 3 9. Let's get some understanding, biblical understanding. Uh, of how it's done, taking our cities for God, bringing them into the kingdom. How can we do that? God's will is that none should perish. 2, 2 Peter 3, 9, I wonder if we can fix that. It's just all, oh, it's a big, big sound That The Lord is not slow in keeping the promise, as some understood slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish. Say, not wanting anyone to perish. But everyone to come to Repentance. And so spiritual warfare a little bit is about recognizing that there is powers to be in the heavenlies that are stopping people hearing the gospel, understanding the gospel, receiving the gospel. Like Sarah said, I don't even believe how maybe this every church on the Central Coast is not filled with people receiving that great peace. And that, that great life that he gives us, and the, and the smile of heaven on them, and the feeling of the great love that God has for you personally, is stupendous and, and What is stopping that? What is actually stopping that and the bible 's most explicit about that two corinthians four three says and even if our gospel is veiled, veiled to those who are perishing, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so The devil is bound in many ways, but he is still allowed to roam and cause complications with God's people to live their best life and also for the unsaved to hear the gospel. He still figures in that tremendously. Who believes that? And it says the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, which is the image of God. Of course, the spiritual battle for our cities is a spiritual battle and this is something that we took personally in the birthing of the church when we address the heavenlies in prayer and when we address the heavenlies by declaring God's truths, God's praise and and God's uh, crucified son Christ Jesus into the heavenlies. And that's what we're doing actually when we meet as church and we're declaring into the heavenlies the manifold wisdom of God, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's the ruler, he's in charge, he's God of all. And he died and paid a ransom for the souls of men. And we declare that into the heavenlies. And as we do, you know, that clears the way for people to hear. You know what I mean? So people can come under a culture, as we heard Cameron say, those uh, natives were under, those indigenous people were under this cloud this indifference, this perpetuation of this demonic spirits, just stopping those people living the Christ life. And so, but when they clear the air, all of a sudden, the atmosphere changes, they're hearing the gospel, they're getting saved, great peace floods their soul. I love that. Who's into that? I mean, we want that for our, for our peoples. And so, of course, um, when you look in the book of Revelations and Jesus is speaking to John about the seven churches in Asia Minor, and each church, he finishes off with this statement, he says, um, he says this, listen to what the Spirit says, and I think that we need to listen to what the Spirit says. I think we, each generation need to listen to what the Spirit is saying right now. I don't think it's time right now to stop listening to the Spirit and go into just, you know, ordinary Christianity. Just, I think we need to hear God's Spirit for our church and for our lives. And that's where you get the cutting edge, guys. What is opposing me? What do I need to walk into? What do I need to claim? What do I need to pray for? What do I need to give into? You've got to strategize spiritually to get your best life for your family, your finances, your children. You've got to that sickness that keeps hitting on your kid like that. What is that? That ain't right. You've got to work it out by the Spirit. Hear what the Spirit's saying. Spirit will give you wisdom pray against it and 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 declare God's victory over it but it's done it's done by a, a most a most prophetic and spiritual way not just by Patsy Christianity amen so uh, let's have a look at this praise God can we reach a city for Christ I believe we can and that's I know I've, Gotten to know Jamie Long, the Baptist minister in Wyong. He's a new guy, he's in his 30s, got a great young family. His two big, huge dogs keep bounding over his fence and they run away. I tried running them down for half a K, but those dogs just went, man. They slobbering and, uh, and I got to know him a little bit better on that run uh, and at the fraternal. And um, and he says, I've got a heart for Wyoming, I've got a heart for the city. I want to pray. And I went, man, I used to be like that, Jamie. I used to believe for the city. I would want to pray for the city, man. And that's how our church was birthed. We would love the city. We wanted to pray for everyone, get saved, that none should perish. I just admire, I didn't tell him that. But said yeah we need to pray we always pray for our city yeah that's right No, and i'm thinking to myself no man we've let that down a lot you know we get we get you know disappointed it's like abraham who sees the promised land but he's stopped from going into the promised land i i, I sort of sympathize with moses is it moses i should say moses um or is it abraham help me guys Moses thank you Moses and and he and he sees the promised land and then he stopped I think I've seen the the promised land at times Uh, years ago I actually thought I was on the edge of entering in and going into this time of seeing God's wondrous plans uh, be fulfilled across the nations and the the coast and that and and, uh, but you know what I think we still got to rekindle that great hope and rekindle that in the church because you know what the alternative, because this is a great dream we have, a great dream of saving souls, a great dream. And Brian Houston's over in Bogota right now and he's going, oh my God, an open heaven. If I could get an open heaven over Sydney, if I could get an open heaven over Australia like this, we would see massive revival. We would see end time revival. And, and, and he just, I just got that this morning, you know, the blog this morning. But it's all done in prayer. Can I say that? It's not done by clever church. It's done by massive prayer. Those guys know how to pray in Columbia. And, uh, and I think it's the same still for us now. Uh, the cities are important. The Great Commission started in the city of Jerusalem. It's going to end with the New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and us abiding in that, in that city. And cities are important. We must pray for Gosford. I, I have a little dig at Gosford because actually I wouldn't, Man, for me, I reckon Gosford is a tough gig. I reckon Gosford, I'm, I'm thanking God that God sent us to Wyong, actually. I'm loving Wyong because I can feel the open heaven in Wyong and I'm loving the unity, the the, the the fraternal. We had another fraternal the other day. We love each other and I'm hearing great stories amongst the churches here. This is becoming like dural, man. This is like, I, I, I prophesy there will be a large church in Wyong because of the, such an open heaven I I, I take my hat off to Darling check starting a church in Gosford. I think they're starting that very shortly. And more power to them, praise God, and go for it. If anyone can do it, it's those guys. They will need every available help to break ground. And and Liberty Church, outstanding church, outstanding church, Liberty Church, who have broken that ground and prayed and, and caused an open heaven, but have claimed ground, and uh, they've got their building near paid off, I think, or even paid off. Uh, a phenomenal effort, Liberty Church. I take my hat off to them. They are in Gosford. and uh, But here we are. We're in Wyong, and I believe Wyong can be saved. How can we do it? Uh, let's have a look at this one, Timothy 2.4. You don't mind a few scriptures, do you? Who wants, and, and, and the game plan goes a little bit like this, who wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth? For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And 2 Peter 3 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping the promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. A dream. It's a dream. Man. Uh, you don't probably, guys probably don't know norm i think it's norm pastor norm armstrong anyone know pastor norm armstrong legendary aog pastor he's just passed away yesterday and the whole nation's saluting him because uh, 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 i think the sanchez uh father he got saved through his ministry and um you know we did a little crusade up at sparks road and and uh got a lot of people saved up there apparently 80 people saved in that tiny little church sparks road and norm armstrong was a great evangelist he was a revivalist he was an empowerer he was a great man of god and look he must have been probably in his 80s he's seen his years but he ran the race he believed in the dream and he's got a great legacy that he's left with us of a man that stayed with the A-Plan, the game plan of seeing our cities won for Christ. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I, I think it's what we need to be reminded of and remember. And, and those people that are praying for our church, you know, there's several prayer meetings we're having. Frank, you are a legend, absolute legend. I know you were here probably just about by yourself yesterday afternoon, and uh, but Tuesday night was great. And, of course, Matt and Heidi is a new family that's joined our church. Matt was here Tuesday night. He's a PK kid. Man, what a prayer he is. He's the uh, uh, bald-headed guy. He's about 38. He's got five kids also. And uh, he's joined the church as of last Sunday night. And he is a warrior. He's not here this morning. But God's, I think, sending his people to fortify our efforts. I think God is sending us men, uh, real men, Uh, men that can help us pray and of course it's good who believes in that the 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 plan was in 1 Timothy 2 1 I'm not going to be too long guys because Cameron's just about basically preached to you my message wasn't that great did you get to know him a bit did you get to know how would you all like an opportunity like that for five minutes to shoot the breeze and say something you know to give glory to God Who, who would be in that who would be in that who would be in there so we could get to know you? Because, man, Damien, I didn't even know the guy. He'd been here for a year, uh, even longer. I didn't even know. Is it Damon or Damien? Damien. 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 I, I got to know him yesterday, and he wants to go to Bible college. He'll be here tonight. And, uh, yeah, he can go to Bible college, I think. I think he's been in Christendom long enough. He's done some struggles and stuff, broken marriage, and uh, he's a, he's a switched-on guy in many regards, and he wants to go to Bible college, and... My my natural inclination was, no, don't go to Bible college. Don't give up your day job and stuff like that. But he can hold his day job down, and I think it would be good for him. It's all hands on deck these days. We need people trained up, equipped, and I see Damien going to Bible college. He will go to Bible college, in fact. I see that happening. The game plan is this, 1 Timothy 2.1. I urge them, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that they may be so we're called to pray for those ones that shape our society those ones that are in authority you know what i mean we should be praying for our mayors uh you know bob graham and, and who's the other and in and, and gosford and uh, we should be praying for those guys because they help shape our society that's why paul says to timothy timothy what is it who is it chris holstein is it I urge then, first of all, that request prayers and intercession, thanksgiving be made for everyone, so that none should perish, now it doesn't say that, but that's what it's inferring, two for kings and all those in authority, that they may be, live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness, meaning that we'd all get along well and our culture would change and it'd be so pleasant to live and we could go anywhere and it'd be just, people say be high and the birds would be singing and, uh, you know, people would be smiling at you, that's basically what that means, and, uh, and you could walk up to someone and say God bless you and they wouldn't go God bless me forget that I'm not into God and you know this is talking about everyone being saved verse 3 this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth for there is one God and one mediator between God and man the man Christ Jesus is right now praying for our central coast 300,000 people who gave himself as a ransom for all men all men, everyone, including everyone, the testimony given in its proper time. For this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle, Paul says. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, and a teacher of the true faith in the Gentiles. And it finishes off, and we've, man, we've preached this so many times, and we've quoted this scripture so many times, but it's still truth, amen? 1 Timothy 2.8, I want men, everyone, men in the generic meaning the women too, amen. I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, Paul talks about this in Ephesians, which I want to get to and preach about the book of Ephesians of how that church in Ephesians run by uh, Princella and Aquila, how did that explode across an area as big as the central coast 300,000 people how did that small church explode across that whole region I'm into that who wants to know that who's into a holy ghost explosion across the central coast man right through I'm into that and and I've got I've got some facts here how that happened and it's quite amazing quite amazing um, he says this. He says, first we net, so he says holy hands. What are holy hands praying? He says this. He says, we gotta get rid of all the dissension and the division and all the nonsense that can be in church, even in family, in ministry, whatever. He says, we, and, and he says this in, uh, chapter two of, of, um, of Ephesians. He says, we gotta get rid of the ethnic disunity. In chapter 2. Then he says, in chapter 3, we've got to get rid of the church disunity. Then in chapter 4, he says, we've got to get rid of the ministerial disunity. And then in chapter 5, he says, we've got to get rid of the family and workplace disunity. As he says that in chapter 6. Before, he says, before we start to engage the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. In 6.12. Uh, what 612 Ephesians 612 thank you Tim for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but uh, it's not against the uh, but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms so what we're saying that unity is paramount unity is paramount for a healthy church unity is paramount unless your house is is united your house cannot stand baby you know there's division and dissension and gossip you know and it cannot stand it will crumble one day unless two agree together you cannot walk together you know and so Ephesians 4:27 gives us a little warning do not give the devil a foothold and we're a little bit nervous about disunity actually I'm a little bit overly concerned about it meaning that we try and deal with it straight up disunity and I think this church knows that because we grew the church on it unity 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 so we don't want to prevent people from saying you know like jesus christ is lord we we don't want to we don't want to prevent that we want want to see people come in feel the unity feel the spirit feel the love and go my god like simon peter said you are the christ the son of the living god man i just feel the unity feel the love feel the the awesome presence i feel the glory i feel all this man who, who do you serve who do you love jesus man glory to him you know, if they feel the same atmosphere they feel down down the local club and stuff like that, they go, well, you know, not really interested who you, who you serve. Great Commission started in Jerusalem. Acts eight, we said brilliantly last Sunday night, what a great night we had last Sunday night. Was that great? And, and and it was a little bit like this. you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And uh, And of course... That spread out, apparently. They tell me, the commentators tell me, from Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 5, in just a few weeks, Jerusalem was saturated with the gospel. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, only 50,000 people, but still, that's a, that's a big area. Then Barnabas and Saul, they mosey on down to Ephesus in Acts, uh, uh, Acts 18. I've got to crunch some stuff at the end here because uh, I had another guest speaker this morning I wasn't planning on. And... Um, uh, and so so Jerusalem's doing all right. And Paul says, and Barnabas says, I need another guy. And they find Saul. Now, Paul, he's Holy Ghost filled. He's a Pharisee. He knows the word. Upside down, up back to front. He knows it. He said, I want you to come with me. They end up in Ephesus. They stop there for a while. Then they come back. Then they come back to Ephesus. And they find this strange religion there, like Cameron was saying. They went into this New Guinean territory, and they found a strange vibe there, strange religion. That's exactly what's happening in Ephesus. So uh, when I say Ephesus, I want you to be reminded of the Central coast. because Eph- Ephesus was, a, was, a, was a, 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 an Asia Minor region of 300,000 people. And what is the Central coast? 300,000 people. Amen. And this God, this god of Artemis the goddess of Artemis that they used to serve, which was a cult, had permeated through the culture, through the economics, through the politics, and it was in there. It was rife. And actually, when Paul turned up into that city, because he was religious, they didn't mind because it was an anything-go thing. You know, some of these, you know, it's like New Age, man. Well, What do you got to say? Yeah, give it. You know, it's not our gospel is adamant about the, you know, Christ Jesus and therein, uh, but anything goes, uh, uh, you know, Ephesus, they encourage Paul, come on in and uh, preach it. What is it? The gospel, yeah, preach that. But something happened for him in Acts 99 and some of them became obstinate when they realised he's preaching there's only one way maybe, you know, one way. Isn't that funny? You can preach, you know, you can talk to someone about God, religion or whatever and they go, no, there's only one way, Jesus. I had that most difficult task with a very prominent businessman in our local community and he was saying, this is great, man, this is exactly what I'm doing down the road with some other sort of religion I said well actually it's not uh, because and I tried to tease that out and um, and we had a most wonderful waltz for about an hour uh, uh, of me being congenial and diplomatic but saying no it's not uh, <laughs> Jesus said this uh, you know and you've got to do this diplomatically you just can't you know, you, know you, you want to win them. You want to win their hearts. I didn't hardly know this guy. So I'm trying to win him and I'm trying to say, well, actually, no. yeah, this is the way, not that way. And, uh, and and there's a real art in that. Who knows that? Acts 99. But some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. Christianity. So Paul left them and he took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of uh, Tra- Trainius, is it? Try thanks, thanks Tyranus, Tyrannus. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, um, but something powerful happened in, in Ephesus while Paul was preaching for that two years in that lecture hall. So he's been booted out of the religious hall and he's been booted out down to the, you know, down to the, the community center like some churches do. <laughs> and, and he's preaching in this lecture hall for 2 years and something happened in that 2 years of numerous power encounters numerous power encounters which I'd love to speak about Acts 19:11 God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them these are power encounters consistently that Paul is having and, uh, of course, Acts 9 verse 18 says, Many of those who believe now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burnt them publicly. And when they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. What's drachmas? It's about a day's wages, apparently. In this way, the word of the Lord spread wild, uh, widely, I was going to say wildly, widely and grew in power. Don't you like that? To the point where it says in Romans fifteen twenty-three, uh, I think uh, Paul says there was no reason for me to stay in that region anymore. There was no reason for Paul to stay in there on the central coast. And imagine us, imagine someone, a minister saying there's no reason that, you know, I mean, Paul's an apostle. He's a heavyweight guy. We always need ministers, but there's guys that are huge that can shift things. You know what I mean? And Paul was a shifter. He was a bulldozer of the, of the Holy Ghost kind. And he says, I, I, I think my, they don't think they need my D9 anymore. I don't think they need my, my, my explosiveness anymore. I think they, they, can, they pretty well got it now. And he went to another region. He moved on to it. Wasn't that amazing? That he says, no, I didn't need to stay there anymore. Imagine if we were able to say that to Wyong or Gosford in a way. Wow. Wow. And, and leave it to... You know, leave it to the next crew, leave it to the next generation. There was a, there was a, there was a plan and, and here it is, here it is right here. Acts 2.42 and it was the same plan that started in the beginning. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. This is Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship of the breaking of bread and to prayer. So what, what are they doing? They're fellowshipping, they're breaking bread, they're under the instruction of the, the apostles teaching. But one of the outward things that they're doing, because that's all in, that's all Connect Group. Uh, we're just doing fellowship, we're breaking bread, we're having a great Connect Group. This is fantastic. But one thing that the Bible is very explicit about, one thing that cleared the air and allowed the church to do what it had to do was prayer. It was prayer, guys. And listen, there's no way out of it. I'm sorry. We've got to pray for our families. You've got to pray for your wife, your husband. You've got to pray for your kids. I'm sorry, there's no way out of this because there's a, there's a, almost like a bow constrictor, you know, that is, that is trying to, it can constrain us, consume us and, and bind us. But in prayer, as Cameron said, when he stood up out of, out of that, team of five six people and run out of that in the dark of the night and run around that hut in jesus name i bind you you demonic spirit and where are you I oh and and psh, the air changed the atmosphere changed you know and and the saints resumed their composure because someone's got to do that and thank god we have people in this church that do that that clear the air, that allow the presence to be in this house. And I hope, men, that you're doing that for your family when it gets chaotic, like Julie was in that house yesterday, absolutely chaotic. And, and there needed to be a man there just stilling the storm and because and that is not a, a natural storm. You're absolutely right. There are storms, and it's in the Bible that there are storms a sign from the enemy trying to take out people, trying to take out situations, of outdoor events and the stories i've heard uh that that south african minister what's his name the great evangelist Reinhard bonke the 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 stories the the weather was perfect the weather was perfect they set this massive tent up and all of a sudden out of nowhere big wind came and flattened the thing you know what is that that you know come on and so you've got to stand and intercede and pray and we've got to get back to the original game plan Pray for our church. Pray for our families. Pray that we would see the gospel spread throughout the central coast. I think we, it's, you know, I, I want to dream again. I'm inspiring myself. I'm preaching to myself, guys. Amen. I haven't fully got this yet myself, but I know it's to be true. We can, we can see the coast, see its better days yet. But it ain't going to happen with clever, clever, nice church. I mean, we can be clever and nice as long as we can but it's got to come by prayer. And so God is saying to me right now, dream again. Dream. Let's all stand. God bless you. Thanks, God.